Radio. The Divine Wedgie with Dr. Matthew Tan. By now, many would be familiar with the internet sensation coming in the form of the Sicilian Ursuline sister Christina, who impressed the judges of the Italian version of the talent show The Voice. A series of clips are currently doing the rounds on YouTube, but of particular interest is an important exchange that takes place in the first video, which occurs between Sister Christina and the Italian rapper JX, one of the judges who Sister Christina eventually chooses to be her mentor. When told that Sister Christina also sings in the church choir every Sunday, JX exclaimed that if he had found her singing at the Eucharistic Liturgy, he would, quote, always be in church, unquote. This post-performance exchange is an important moment of reflection for the church. Whilst many might too easily dismiss this as a cheap media stunt or the church's kowtowing to the dictates of pop culture, JX's remarks suggest very strongly that there is a cultural component to the life in the church which many within the church are ignoring for the sake of more spiritual matters. A church which strives towards a new heaven and a new earth, which you see in Revelations chapter 21 verse 1, would do very well to ensure that attention to the former wouldn't lead to a neglect of the latter. This is important because, to borrow from the sociologist Peter Berger, what the attention to culture does is to create what he calls plausibility structures that make staying in the church an effectively, as opposed to intellectually, persuasive proposition. Sister Christina's evangelical intentions are not to be doubted, since that has been stated explicitly in the show. She says quite explicitly, I am here to evangelize during her exchange with the judges. And so, at one level, her performance does fulfill the mandate to go to the back roads and highways to draw all to the Lord's banquet. On the other hand, Sister Christina's reliance on the artifacts of pop culture, namely Alicia Keys's No One and Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun, just to name a few. This is also an important focal point. One's evangelical attentions have to be balanced against the actual form of the practices that are undertaken, because in accepting the institutional form of a culture around a practice, one may inadvertently come to accept certain claims that even run contrary to one's own explicit intentions. This is not to say that every single form of evangelization must have an explicitly Christian motif crassly plastered across it. Such a crude evangelical approach can more easily deter than attract. Rather, an important factor is checking to see the cultural center of gravity of that particular practice, which can only be determined by looking at the cultural context of that practice and asking, where is the church? For as embassies claim territorial privilege within any polity, so should the church reclaim its cultural status within any society as that important temporal bridge within the city of man to the city of God. In short, it would be too simplistic to draw definitive judgments on the merits or lack thereof of this strategy of evangelization with reference to just one act. But as Graham Ward reminds us in his book Christ and Culture, the meaning behind every act can only be gleaned when they are viewed in the context of other practices. To see if this one act of the church breaking into the secular cultural scene can be said to be redemptive, one needs to see if this cultural scenario is woven into a much larger cultural tapestry in which the church forms an important cultural bridge. 
the church should not be afraid to claim that it is itself a culture, which is not afraid to move within other cultures and also gradually transform them towards a Christic telos. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with The Divine Wedgie. For more, visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.org.au.